2: Everyone, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. It's been a very interesting month from a lot of different perspectives, and I want to thank all of the people that have sat in for me, that have co-hosted, and have you know supported my journey in the past month, um, which was to take care of some fabulous, fabulous family members. And you know, you never really expect. Uh, or, or you never really believe that the unexpected can happen uh, especially around healing and my gift today knows quite a bit about it about healing about what it is what it means and what are some of the most powerful powerful approaches both from a body mind and spirit perspective and this is what all of us get to learn in this in this this skin this this human body we have, we get to experience what life is and all there is for us to experience in the moment. Uh, my guest today is uh, Dr. Dorothy Martin Neville, and and she is the founder, president uh, of an incredible organization. Uh, you're going to hear a lot about this organization, Institute of Healing, and has been in this field for over 20 years. And so we're having a conversation today about her work, about how she's reached out and created a way for people to listen, to intuitively know about their bodies, their own reaction responses, and more importantly, to help all of us understand holistic, integrated spiritual energy, and that is the WISE method. Um, most recently, um, uh, Dr. Martin Neville has been funded, Uh, to continue and to conduct research with fibromyalgia patients. And this is a very important conversation for many of us to understand the underpinning, what's going on with the rise in autoimmune disease in this country, especially with women. Uh, uh, Dr. Martin Neville, thank you so much for joining the show today. I just touched on a few things that you're involved with. I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much. You know, I mean, i I've looked at all of the information on your website and the incredible work that you have decided to do and and select for your life or, or have it select you. And the question that I ask um, a number of my listeners is, you know, given all that you've done and, and are about to do, what are some of the challenges, obstacles that you've had to overcome to bring you to this very moment Oh,
3: my goodness. That's, that's a lifetime of growth. I know, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and they never stop. The more you grow, the more you realize you need to grow. So yeah. <laughs> more challenges to come. Boy, did I get a dose of that recently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you came out on the side of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there were many. I mean, there were many within myself and many within the system, if you will. You know, for myself, it was really... Um, having the willingness to stand up and claim something that, you know, 20 years ago was considered really outrageous and having no credibility. You know, when I began in this work, my, many times the patients, we were the last resort. They had tried everybody and nothing worked, so they said, what the heck, we might as well go and see her. And things have changed so dramatically that at this point in time, um Complementary health care, and I intentionally say complementary rather than alternative. Complementary health care is really seen as an absolute viable option and in treatment with any disease. I was trying to think of something specific, but it's truly with any disease. And it's an exciting time. I think it's a truly exciting time to be alive in all of that. And um, personally, I think what happens is that also... You know, going from being a a very successful private practitioner and a psychologist to seeing patients and enjoying that to moving is into this realm is, is a whole personal transformation as well. I bet it is. Anytime you grow, you have to take a risk. And it seems to me that life presents risks constantly to support our continued growth. Well, we're going
2: to talk lots about this, and I'm so glad you said that because, you know, a lot of times we get caught on the edge, maybe on the ledge, of whether or not to take that next step. And for many of us that do take the next step, we're challenged to greater steps for those of us that have not taken that step we wonder uh, we have a lifetime of wondering why we didn't we'll take a short break when we come back we'll be back with dr dorothy martin neville we've got lots to talk about the wise method of healing and much more we'll be right back
0: Sometimes your favorite shows on HealthyLife.net are on when you're busy. Maybe you're working, sleeping, exercising, eating, or meditating, and forget to listen to your favorite Healthy Life host. Now there's a solution. You can record or schedule a recording time of any of our radio shows direct to your PC. Then listen on your PC to the show anytime, or convert the file to an MP3 and download it to your iPod or MP3 player. The iSound WMA MP3 Recorder 6.57 software offered by Abyss Media is easy to use and affordable for only $29.95. Plus, if you have any problems, you can receive free email technical support. Speaking of technical information and general info on how to order the iSound WMA MP3 Recorder 6.57 software, you can get all of that information right on our website at healthylife.net. You don't have to miss your favorite show ever again. Plus, you can download your favorite show and take it anywhere you want. Order the iSound WMA MP3 recorder right from HealthyLife.net today. In the early hours after the tsunami, it was ham radio that was on the air, saving lives. Florida was ripped by hurricanes. The hams were there in the critical moments after the attack of 9 11. It was the hams who coordinated emergency messages. Disaster strike. The hams are ready. Ham radio works, other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, 1 800 326 3942. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile. If you want to find out more about us, boy, you know, we are live about 20 hours a week. And if you want to catch our archives, they are free on my website uh, and um, all you need to do is click and listen. Uh, you can go to www.thedrpatshow.com, T-H-E-D-R-P-A-T-S-H-O-W.com, and check it out. If you miss any part of this incredible interview with Dr. Dorothy Martin Neville, then you will be able to listen to this in a few days as well. So we want to welcome uh, her to the show. We've got lots to talk about in this world where people are looking for answers, looking for solutions, and looking for wellness, you know, beyond the average uh, length of time we're supposed to be on this planet. You know, Dorothy, thank you so much for joining the show today. Uh, and I want to talk more about the direction that your life has taken you to point you in this direction. And I'm intrigued by um, by your work, by your journey. I've read about, you know, some of it. And at the same time, how did you come to know that you were going to, to move from a pretty
3: traditional profession to where you are today? I think when you, when you truly invest in living your life, you can't help but experience um, how it feels in your own body. And that's really what my work became. But having been somewhat um, traditionally trained in graduate school, I've never really been a traditional person, if you will. So I get it. Oh, yeah, so I did my work. I, I had a private practice, and I was blessed. It was within six months. I had a six-month waiting list that lasted 17 years. And I think what happens is that when you love what you do, people know it, and they want to be around it because it's so productive. And yet, after probably five or six years, for me, it was a piece missing. And I didn't know what it was. The patients were doing well. I... I was successful according to some measure of what that means, but there was a piece missing for me. And um, someone suggested I try looking at body work and integrating that in, which I thought was such an unusual concept, because back in those days, they were two very different worlds. So I ended up training in acupressure and reflexology and aridology, and I spent four years at the Brennan School here, and it was in Long Island at the time, back in the 80s and went on and became certified in about ten different modalities of complementary health care and combined the best of all of it from my perspective and created a whole new approach. And patients were just approving my patient load changes. I think as we change, our patient load changes. And I went from more psychiatric to psychological to women in transition to working with adults of... of both sexes to then having patients present with cancer, with HIV, with numerous disorders, and before I realized it, my practice had become much more medically based than psychiatric or psychologically based. So,
2: were you seeing people come in for uh, one issue, one one type of problem, and then during the the time that you've worked with them um, in that in that process with you, somehow there was this I don't even want to call it a a coincidence, but you noticed that there was a pattern of people getting ill
3: at the chronic level. Right. What, what happened is that, um, I, there's a few examples I could put out there, but one quickly was when fibromyalgia was first discovered, if you will, about 15 years ago, it was oftentimes um, misdiagnosed initially as rheumatoid arthritis. Right. And when I had a patient show up, she was a school psychologist, and she had gone to her physician, and talked about this, and he had put her on anti-inflammatories, thinking it was rheumatoid arthritis. Right. Which made her feel uncomfortable because she was holistic in orientation. Right. And so he put her on antidepressants. And she was a uh, school psychologist, and it made her anxious that she was so filled with meds, he put her on anti-anxiety medication. So by the time she came to see me, she was really over-medicated. She was on the anti-meds, all of them. Oh, all of them. And, um... What ended up happening is after doing a half-an-hour therapy each session and a half-an-hour on the table, um, I came to see, uh, literally I started developing visions at that point in time and began to see things that were taking place for her. And as we talked about it, she, um, she recognized when I said, what was going on at point of onset, she recognized that all of this pain started developing when her daughter told her she was going to do junior year abroad in Japan. And she didn't see the connection initially, but within two to three weeks of her daughter making that decision, the mother's body started being filled with pain consistently and constantly. And um, to reach a point where she was fairly dysfunctional. And that's when all the medication started. So when I could support her in going back and looking at what was going on at point of onset, what did it mean for her that her daughter was going away? to Japan. I I believe in travel. I love to travel. So to me, it was an exciting adventure for this child to take on. But the mother was at a place where she was concerned. This was a very tall, beautiful Irish girl, almost six feet tall. Her mother was concerned that she literally would stick out in a crowd, that what if she didn't like food? What if she didn't like people? What if people didn't like her? What if she didn't like the courses? What if she was lonely? What if she wanted a mother and she couldn't reach her because of the time change? And on and on and on and on. So you could become stressed just listening to the mother's anticipatory fears. And I asked how her daughter felt. She goes, "I don't understand it. She can't wait to go." Well, of course she couldn't wait to go. It was a great adventure, and her mother's anxiety was becoming more and more difficult. So when we could look, and we've did, re- and I've done research on this with NIH, when we could look at the origins of fibromyalgia, what goes on for the point of onset you will find that the spiritual belief system of an individual who develops this disorder is that what love means is literally to protect the people you love from all pain, from all sadness, from all fear, from all failure, from all anything that would make their life less than perfect. And with this child in Japan, her mother had no ability to protect her. And the anxiety of letting her loved one go without being able to be there protector was more than the mother could handle. And literally, her body was becoming filled with all the fear, if not the terror, of not being able to love the way she was supposed to love, and I put that in quotes, as a mother. And so as I could work with her, looking at that spiritual belief system, where that started, and reframing it, Let's look at what love could possibly mean if love had a different meaning. Could there be a lot of ways to think of love rather than, if you will, in late terms, mother-mothering? Mm. And um, because it wasn't just this daughter. When that's how you approach relationships, she was doing that with her other two children, with her husband, with her sisters, and so forth, because we are who we are no matter where we are. And um, when she could reframe it and begin to let her daughter grow and make her own mistakes and began to live her own life, her pain started to go away immediately. So we started working with, for about six months, more therapy as well as more body work, and eventually she came off each one of the medications. I didn't put her on, so I certainly couldn't take her off. When her physician began taking her off all of these meds, within six months she was off all medication and the pain was gone. And unfortunately, as many people with fibromyalgia are told, it's a their physicians will tell them it's a chronically debilitating disorder that only. Well, gives
2: you yeah, I mean, and that's that's the case with uh, most of the autoimmune, especially rheumatoid arthritis, as well. When you say, I mean, that's that's the message you get from that side of
3: the medical profession. Right. But hopefully that can change. Hopefully we can reach out and and thankfully many of my students here. I have um, you mentioned briefly. I have a school here in Connecticut that I opened about 17 years ago. We're affiliated now with the Department of Higher Ed here in Connecticut and actually over 40 hospitals where my juniors and seniors do medical internships. And many of my students are physicians and nurses, occupational therapists, physical therapists, nurses, so forth. And they they are beginning to see. I even teach at UConn Medical School. I, I am part of a course over there in complementary health care. So the message is getting out within the medical community. People are starting to change. They're starting to recognize that this is far more to us and consequently far more to our health. It's, depending on your perspective, either going extremely slowly or it's at least going that changes are coming about.
2: Well, don't you see, um, uh, from your perspective, um, the question that I want to ask is, You you referred to uh, the medical education and and medicine as complementary as opposed to alternative. That is such a huge uh, movement, uh, and that has happened so quickly. What would you attribute that to? I mean, because it used to be borderline alternative voodoo, Mm -hmm. and now we've moved into complementary functional, the University of Washington in Seattle has an entire functional medicine. I mean, what do you attribute this to?
3: I think there's a few different factors involved. I think part of it, is, and a huge part of it, is that the patients are requesting it. And if the patients request it financially, it makes sense for the for the hospitals and the physicians to learn about it and to accept it. it it's sort of like if you can't fight them, join them. And so there has been more of a willingness to, to acknowledge that, because if they don't, their patients will be going elsewhere. So if they could work together, at least it keeps the patients within the system. So I think that's one major um, factor that is forcing many who otherwise would ignore this to have to deal with it. I think also um, it, it has become, again, because of popular demand, something that is being explored much more fully. We have many more people trained in complementary health care. We have many more options being offered um, in financially available ways to the general public. And it hasn't been working. The traditional method, if you will, hasn't been working. And so people need to look at alternatives.
2: Well, we're hearing stories um, that, in a sense, I believe that some of the conversation is being censored because, you know, there's a lot of information about, People healing from stage four cancer, uh, using the methods of someone like a Dr. Timothy Brantley. I mean, we're hearing over and over again these stories from people that are using biofeedback, um, electromagnetic pulses. I mean, there's a Reiki, you name it. I mean, I looked at your profile. And, and so the question then becomes, how quickly can we expect uh, complementary medicine to kind of move up the food
3: chain, food chain of healing. Um, it, it depends. In all honesty, I truly believe this. It depends on the willingness of those of us who are in the forefront to take on our belief systems and to take them out there to the world. We have to be willing to fight for licensure. Look at what we've got licensure in acupuncture in different fields that used to be considered outrageous. They're now accepted. They're paid for by insurance, and they're considered acceptable medical practices. We've got to keep keep it going, keep the, the fight up, if you will, to bring it out there, because nobody's going to do it for us. We are not going to be invited in. We have to keep asking to get in and make the changes.
2: Well, let's talk about the ready willingness and ability of each of us to do that. Where I'm speaking with Dr. Dorothy Martin Neville. Uh, we're going to be talking about the WISE method of healing when we return uh, and much more with the Dr. Pat Show. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back.
0: Essentia Water is one of the leading enhanced waters marketed throughout the country. Essentia Water provides many benefits with its high 9.5 pH alkalinity, its super hydrating properties, and its concentration of pure essential electrolytes. All coming together to produce a taste that's sweeter, silkier, and smoother than ordinary water. Find Essentia Water in health food stores and natural food sections of grocery stores. Essentia Water. Ask for it.
3: Renowned women's wellness pioneer, Dr. Christiane Northrup, will share her cutting-edge ideas in her new upbeat and eye-opening tour, Menopause and Beyond. Learn how to prevent hot flashes, calmly remove
1: swings, lose weight, and have the best sex after menopause. Remember,
3: when menopause comes knocking at your door, it's time to say, bring it on. See Dr. Northrup in a city
1: near you this fall. For tickets, visit drnorthrup.com. Do you dream of helping to create a more vibrant, healthy world? Study a healthcare method that is gentle, safe, and effective. Homeopathy has been the choice of progressive doctors and other holistic healers and their patients for over 200 years. Its success in major epidemics worldwide is well documented. Contact the Homeopathic Community School of Seattle at homeocommunityschool.com or call Lucy at 425-672-4485.
0: Find out how you can use the power of words in clothing to change your world. Tune in to the Dr. Pat Show to learn all about Creomundi, a unique brand that's going to rock this planet. Utilizing the frequencies and positive words on the inside of clothing, Creomundi can really help you create your own universe and tap into the law of attraction. Like attracts like at creomundi.com. C-R-E-O-M-U-N-D-I. That's creomundi.com. It's summer, and you want to get away, but gas is so expensive. Well, how about a spontaneous escape or last-minute getaway? Try airfareplanet.com. You can get discounts on all your travel needs. 500 destinations, 32 airlines, 6 continents. airfareplanet.com and last-minute getaways starting at $199. Visit airfareplanet.com and enjoy your summer. Listening to CHSR real radio on the web.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. My guest today, Dr. Dorothy Martin Neville. We're talking about um, WISE. It's a method of healing. You're going to hear a lot about it in these next segments. But also the Institute of Healing, Uh, passion and vision. uh, And and let me just say a little bit about the Institute. Uh, The Institute of Healing Arts and Sciences is a recognized leader in complementary medical education, treatment, and research, promoting greater visibility, credibility, and acceptance of energy, energy medicine among healthcare professionals and the general population. Uh, to find out more about the Institute, very easy, go to instituteofhealing.com. That's instituteofhealing.com. There's lots of information. Uh, and today I happen to be speaking with its founder, Dorothy Martin Neville, and we're talking about many things, but Dorothy's journey certainly is an integral part of the Institute and uh, welcome again, Dorothy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You know, let's talk about the wise method. You know, I, I, explaining to people what it is and what the breakthrough message is
3: in talking about this. Oh, I'd love to. This truly is where my passion comes into its highest. Um, with the wise method, it, it is based on a premise that, or reality perhaps I should say, that disease does not exist out of a context. It exists within a context. And you can do even energy medicine in isolation. There are some methods that simply work with balancing the energy field. And you walk in, they balance your field, which is a glorious thing to do to yourself. There's no such thing as bad energy medicine if the intent of the practitioner is is a healthy and holy one. But in my work, it's taken to a whole other level and another whole dimension of work in that we work with the client or the patient in understanding what was going on at a point at for them. What is this really about for them? No disease is purely physical. No disorder is purely physical. What was the context in which this developed? And so we look at the spiritual belief systems of the individual. And by spiritual, I do not at all mean religion. Religion and spirituality are two very different, sometimes diametrically opposed realities. So we look at the spiritual belief system, as I mentioned a moment ago in fibromyalgia. The spiritual belief is that it is my job to love people, which means protect them from the world. So let's look at the spiritual piece, see where that came from and how we can support them perhaps in changing it, because it literally is making them ill. Spiritual beliefs also then, if they're not dealt with in in a healthy way, end up impacting us emotionally. Whether that's depression or rage or whatever that may be, Uh how can we support them emotionally? And then you find that when you deal on this level while supporting them and balancing the energy field, they begin to have amazing shifts in their physical body. So it's literally a completely holistic approach to working with the patient spiritually, emotionally, and physically through the energy field. You know we're we're learning a lot
2: about energy medicine, and I've got to ask you this question. What put energy medicine on the map? I mean there there was a handful of people worldwide that not only knew about energy medicine but practiced it, uh, practiced it and and believed in it and and some people have come and gone on this earth practicing it. But what was it that put it on the
3: map? I would say it's effectiveness. Okay. I think really simple, it's effectiveness. In the fact that it has an instant and dramatic change in a person. It may not instantly change their physical health, but it can instantly change how you experience your body and how your body is able to heal itself through a more um, productive and effective immune system function. Well, you know, when you
2: began your work uh, as a psychotherapist, I think you began in the, in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Did you have any sense that you would be where you are right now, talking about, I did about not energy have medicine? A clue.